Hi, and welcome to NASIO Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Alex Whitaker in Washington, D.C. Today, we have NASIO's own program director for enterprise architecture and governance, Eric Sweden, with us to discuss the latest NASIO top 10 list for 2023. It's always interesting to find out how things are changing and evolving for state CIOs from year to year. And the top 10 lists are one way we gauge that. Eric, welcome back to NASIO Voices, and thanks so much for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Amy and Alex. Uh, just a pleasure to, to be here on, on NASIO Voices with you. Yeah. Well, it's hard to believe, but this is actually the fourth year in a row that we've had you on the podcast to talk about the NASIO Top 10. This was actually one of our very first few episodes back in December of 2019. But for our newer listeners, remind us what the NASIO Top 10 lists are and why we do them. Very good. Uh, happy to do that. So the Top 10 is uh, really an innovation that was started by Doug Robinson back in 2006 tended to be a way to gauge what the state CIOs considered their highest priority challenges. Then that information would provide line of sight direction, support, justification for anything we worked on. So we used it to inform the work plan at NASIO, inform our corporate partners and the marketplace. So everyone's pulling in the same direction. And in 2008, Doug added, the technology top 10 to the ballot for the same reasons. So the first year of the technology priority list, actually in 2009, we've been sort of a steward of this process for the past, you know, 15 years or so. Uh, and it's interesting to see the trends over time. And then I was looking at the downloads of these past reports. Now, right now we published the 2023 top 10. There's 323 downloads so far. The 2022 top 10 enterprise risks had 2,500 downloads. Wow. The 2022 top 10, 9,202. The, wow. the um, In recent past, the highest download was 2020 at 15,438. Now, the designs and the layout change over the years, too. Emily Lane and uh, Julie Pelstring are always looking for interesting icons for us. Mm -hmm. So there's... There's a little background, Amy. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really interesting. I was actually just talking to somebody the other day about how well packaged all of our products are, but especially this list. So um, so so it's great. But you know, cybersecurity and risk management is number one again for the tenth year in a row, which is really not a surprise for us. Uh, but Eric, wondering if you have any comments about that. Well, it's in the number one spot and has been every year since 2014. But it's always been on the list, Alex. In 2007, it was number one. In 2007, the whole area of security, risk management, this is a very challenging priority for state and territorial government. As you know, leading mm -hmm. our uh, cybersecurity uh, forum, we're stewards of the citizens' data, information, privacy. And as stewards, this has to be a high priority. In 2022, we did a top 10 enterprise risks, as I mentioned earlier. And at the top of that list, Alex, was cyber risk. So we continue to deal with a proliferation in attacks, the scope and sophistication of attacks, and we're outgunned. Our budgets are, are behind where other industry mm -hmm. uh, is uh, funding. So our funding is currently not commensurate with the risk. You know, think about unemployment insurance. We've lost what some estimate at 
a hundred or more a hundred billion dollars to fraudulent unemployment claims. And that's taxpayer money that isn't going to schools, university, job training, women with infant children, rebuilding bridges, highways, broadband access. So we absolutely have to fix this. And so we'll be working on things that are related to it, like digital identity management, which is uh, priority number five. And that requirement is necessary to enable priority two digital services. And then organizations, external threats have been evolving in certain ways. We have an explosion in users, increased connectedness, massive amounts of data out of IT control, consumer-oriented technologies, and malicious actors are becoming more sophisticated. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that it's staying there. I I get Bruce Schneer's cryptogram, and you should see the various things going on across the world. He had 24 items on his uh, cryptogram this morning. No, wow. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it is an overwhelming problem, but uh, mm-hmm. thank you for, for helping put that in perspective. So the big headline, I think, from this year's is that workforce actually moved up to number three from seven last year. Yeah. And I know for myself, I, I can't have a conversation with a single CIO or CISO without having a conversation about workforce. So can you give us some thoughts on this and sort of what's motivating that and, and what's next? Well, I'll give you some ideas, but something that we need to always look at together are the top 10 the annual survey of the state CIOs, the biannual survey of the state CISOs. You bring those all together because they interrelate. And then the top 10 risks. So from our annual 2022 uh, state CIO survey, we, we learn workforce is what once CIO stated. Workforce is the single largest challenge any leader faces and getting the workforce component right is the make-break success of the CIO. And then they further go on within that same survey for this year. States must modernize job titles, must embrace remote work, more diverse teams or more productive teams. States must develop plans to reskill those whose work has become obsolete because of automation, modernization, consolidation. States cannot ignore the looming retirements and those leaving the public sector. So this is only growing in importance over time, Alex. So I think it's going to, it's going to be on the top 10, sustain a place somewhere on that temp, top 10 going forward. Yeah, no, I think certainly no plans for any of us to to do anything else, uh, but but really focusing on workforce this year. So thanks, Eric. Yeah, and it seems like it affects so many other issues on this list as well. So kind of an underlying underlying issue. Okay, so what other issues did you see shifting up in prominence this year? Well, an interesting one that showed up last year, enterprise architecture, which Doug and I have always observed and believe it's implicit in all the other priorities. But for the first time in our history, it became explicitly listed on the top 10. So it's always been implicit. This time, this cohort of state CIOs thought it was important enough to actually highlight it on the top 10, to actually Mm -hmm. list it. Well, it's not there for 2023. So, you know, that was uh, one year it, it showed up. CRM near and dear to you and and me with Mm -hmm. BRM, Business Relationship Management. DRM was off the list for 2022. It's back on at number 10 for 2023. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how it dropped off, but one of the the things we have to remember, too, is it's a top 10, not a top 11, 12, 13. Sure. There's a cut. 
And I know those last few numbers are really close sometimes, right? I mean, it's like splitting hairs. Yeah, it's a tough decision, but we have to just Pareto it. And uh, Mm -hmm. but uh, in this case, uh, CRM was number 10 for 2021, number five for 2020, number seven in 2019, number 10 for 2015. So CRM and the broader discipline of BRM that you you and I and uh, Dennis Goulet worked on is an essential capability for CIO's broker. It's part of the enterprise portfolio management disciplines that we learned about in our webinars with four states. Our report with VMware on application modernization, it's there. So this will remain a key capability, as you stated, it's a, a key capability going forward. CIOs are challenged to make sure they make positive working relationships with their primary customers, the agencies. And then think about co-creation. CRM is a high-priority enabler of co-creation of solutions. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be always there. We can't get our job done without other people. Yeah. But I can give you kind of an overview if I look back just really quick, okay. you know, how did, what, what things should cybersecurity has remained up there at the very top for many years, digital government, very much, you know, number two for many years, uh, cloud services has dropped down further. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, in the top three for many years, always there with digital government, cybersecurity. Then it dropped down to four in 2021, down to six for 2022. So, or for 2023, it's number six. So, you know, if you look at the trends over time, Amy and Alex, there's some that are kind of sinusoidal, like data management's up and down, uh, identity access, access management up and down, workforce steadily moving up. Now it's, now it's worse mm-hmm. at. So yeah. yeah, that's a little bit of an overview on the, on the shifting priorities. All right. So Eric, anything else you'd like to highlight from the list? Broadband moves down from number three in 2022 to number nine in 2023. Now, the interesting thing about that, Alex, broadband was moving up, and we thought due to federal funding available. Uh, the huge gap exposed during the pandemic, it became an issue for governors, and states were required to address digital citizen services. So citizens have to be able to access Government services, that's broadband's an enabler of that. So conjecture, of course, Alex, but it may be that broadband as a high priority is reaching a steady state because it's being addressed, not completely solved, not resolved, but it's being addressed. Another Uh, one, Alex, cloud. Cloud has been in the top three since 2013. Now it's dropped to position number six. It's still a high priority because it's on the top 10, but we... We tie that to CIO's broker, security, digital government. So cloud services was in the top three for 2013 through 2021 on the top 10 list since 2011. And states must become more sophisticated in managing their cloud portfolios, cost optimization, cost accounting, bringing together finance, engineering, executives, making full use of committed use discounts and reservation instances. See our NASIO Accenture report on cloud computing and our NASIO VM report on legacy modernization. So cloud is sustaining in the top three for priority technologies. We'll talk a little bit about that later. 
But there are supporting strategies for cloud that are at the top, like digital services, identity management. So cloud is implicit in those priorities as well, Alex, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, got it. That makes sense. Thank you. Well, we've spent a lot of time talking about the strategies and processes list, to give it a shorter name. But let's talk for a minute about the technology top 10 list. What did you see this year that caught your eye? Well, as I look at that, okay, so at the very top, identity management moved up steadily from 2019. Mm-hmm. It's been on the list since 2006, except for 2015. It'd be interesting to see who was CIO then, how many new CIOs we had, because I don't have any rationale for why that happened, Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly it's critical for digital government, digital citizen experience. And we talked about the enormous uh, UI fraud earlier, which highlights the importance of that priority. So that's number one. Number two is legacy. Legacy modernization in the top three on the technology top 10 since 2015. We did a research project I mentioned with VMware this year that highlights the issues related to application modernization, which is similar. It's related to legacy application modernization. So cloud drops to number three after being number one since 2018. It's still in the top three. But regarding these specific top three, cloud, legacy identity, these have been top three changing positions for 2021, 2022, and for the third year, 2023, X as a service holding steady arrived for 2022 and remains at number four. Security, Alex, you'll find this interesting. Security on the technology list in the top three from 2016 to 2019, always on the top 10, but trending up and down, going up and down. Now, now it's at number five. Mm. AI appeared for the first time in 2020, and it remains there. It's been as high as number four, but now it's at six. Analytics is at number seven, and it's been on the list since 2009. The earlier term we used for this was business intelligence. Low-code, no-code appeared first in 2022, and Amy, you did a report on this, moved from number nine to number eight for 2023. ERP is at number nine. It has been on the list every year since 2010, except for 2016. There's another one of those interesting things. So uh, business process integration, a brand new arrival. So this is the first time it's ever been on the technology top 10. So there's a rundown, uh, Amy, on what happened this year. That's great. You must be very organized to have all of this historical data in a in a way that allows you to prepare for a podcast like this. <laughs> I have to get prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to two experts. <laughs> oh, well, you're the expert on this for sure. Okay, well, we will definitely put a link in the show notes to the NASIO top 10 list, and you can also find it on NASIO.org. But Eric, before we let you go, you know, as always, we have a few questions we want to ask you in our segment called... The lightning round. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. For those who don't know, Eric is a very talented musician. And in fact, I once played a clip of his music for someone and they said, oh, he doesn't play guitar. He's a guitar player, which I think is a very good description. So if you could play with any musician, living or dead, who would it be? You know, that's kind of an interesting question because growing up, you know, from the early years playing guitar, I, I would dream about those kind of things. 
could I ever play with so-and-so, you know, yeah. um, of those that aren't here anymore, this may surprise you, but I would want to spend time with Jerry Reed. Now, most people think of Jerry Reed as that uh, singer actor, but Jerry Reed was also a guitar genius. Paul Yandel, another wonderful guitarist who's, who passed away, uh, no longer with us. He worked for Jerry for years and he described working with Jerry Reed as if he was in graduate school for guitar. He's, you know, I think of his personality, his creativity, and I've got some of his transcripts. I'm still working on these guitar transcripts. But anyway, I, I would have loved to have played or spent time with Jerry Reed. But of all the wonderful guitarists out there who are alive today, I would say Steve Warnier and Ray Cummins. By the way, Ray Cummins, I would love to spend time with him and go to school under Ray Cummins. For six months, I'd be a better guitar player. Ray does teaching videos on YouTube for vintage guitar. And Ray, by the way, is up in Florence, Kentucky, near Cincinnati, just north of headquarters uh, for NASIO. All right. But I, I would love to do that. Yeah. Be amazing. Awesome. Well, Eric, the holiday season is here, believe it or not. So do you and your family have any favorite traditions or foods that you all uh, like to enjoy during the season? You know, we uh, we do. Linda puts together a series of these wonderful holiday dinners. Uh, we like to spend our time at home. We used to go to concerts and plays, the Nutcracker Suite and that kind of thing. But our favorite place is here. Our daughters play Christmas duets on the piano and they go through these things. For several years, my daughter Lisa and I, they, we'd go through the entire Messiah by Handel and watch like the London Philharmonic or some other orchestra in that tier do the messiah uh we like some of the old classic movies we don't watch the same ones every time but you know some of those old movies like miracle on 34th street it's mm -hmm. a wonderful life narnia the lion the witch in the wardrobe where christmas comes back you know a lot of old movies we like to re revisit some of them aren't about christmas uh, yeah. like that darn cat you know and, and <laughs> things like that i mean these are old movies we just enjoy this stuff but we uh we like to look at the year that has transpired and think about what we like happened. What happened that we like? What happened that we don't like? You know, mm -hmm. and then ask looking forward, okay, in next Christmas, 2023 Christmas, what are we going to wish happened or what might we wish hadn't happened? So those are kind of traditions, but mostly just being together and quiet, peaceful time. I like it. Sounds like music is a big oh. part of your holiday as well. It is. Yeah. So, Eric, do you have any songs to play for us this year? I know you've played before on the podcast. Yes, and I I, I did put something together for you, and I never know what I'm going to do, okay? I just sit down with the guitar, and I don't, I'm as surprised as anybody else. Okay? <laughs> so, But I did put together a few Christmas songs, but I, I slid one in there that maybe most people don't think of as a Christmas song, and it's, it's When You Wish Upon a Star, and... Growing up, as I remember that song because it was it made an impression on me. It was sung by Jiminy Cricket, mm -hmm. who was really the voice of Cliff Edwards, a, a wonderful singer. But I had heard that song, and something about it is it, it sort of spawns creativity, hopefulness. You know, anybody can wish, dream, think creatively with boldness for the future, and don't let anybody try to convince you you can't do something. You know, so that I've always thought that is an inspirational song and thus a Christmas song. Yeah. And I first heard this tune on guitar 
back when I was very young uh, on, a, on a record by Chet Atkins. It's called Solo Flights. And he did some amazing things with harmonics. And I've tried to learn those things over the years, and I've got some of that down. But I, I put that in there as well. And then uh, there's so many stars in Christmas, you know, I thought it would fit. So here goes. Thank you so much. That was lovely. That was great. Thank you. Yes. Well, always a treat to hear your music and to hear about the top 10, of course, as well. I think we can all feel inspired to go forth in the new year and um, face the challenges that CIOs are facing to make things better for citizens. Yeah, for sure, Eric. It has been great having you on again and talking about what the priorities are for state CEOs this year as we look forward to the new year. 
thank you both very much. I always enjoy participating on Nazi Voices. So we will be working together this year. And you know we'll be using the top 10 as a main reference. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. Thanks again for listening to Nacio Voices. Nacio Voices is a production of the National Association of State Chief Information Officers, or Nacio. You can learn more and find the top 10 list at nacio.org. We'll be taking a break from now until the new year. We wish all of you and yours a healthy, safe, and happy holiday season. Talk with you next year.